You are listening to the Walk After Falling podcast. I don't know what kind of struggle you're going through. I don't know what the situation may be, but you serve a mighty God. Ready to freestyle? It gives you that vibe. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. We're here at Walk After Falling. I have Catherine. Hello, hello. Oh, I always usually say I'm yeah, with Catherine. And I'm Julian. <laughs> uh, we have an amazing guest today. Uh, so thankful for this uh, individual to be here sharing his time with us and uh, just knowing him for the time that I have and watching him up close and from afar. Um, it's been a blessing and I am so thankful to have you here, man. My so man. introduce, introduce yourself. My man. Well, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be in the number, uh, in the presence of the, of the great Julian oh, Garcia. Uh, oh, this, guy's le- this guy's legend. <laughs> <laughs> rings rings long. Uh, pleasure to finally meet you, Catherine. Yes. Like I've seen so much beautiful content on Instagram, right. and <laughs> Facebook. Uh, but yeah, uh, my name is Christian, and uh, like Julian said, we went to school together at Trinity Christian College. And uh, when Julian knew me, I was a uh, poli sci major, mm-hmm. uh, coaching college basketball full time, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, bartending. Uh, Having my Mult- that's multifaceted man, man. man at the time, a little one <laughs> two year old following yeah, behind man. me at, at BSU meetings wow. and multicultural leadership club stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we met uh, when I was trying to figure out how God was going to use right. me uh, at Trinity and some beautiful opportunities presented itself. Uh, but what I do now is uh, I work in government and politics. Uh, no longer coaching. Hung up my whistle about. A little over three years ago, wow. um, guy was telling me I needed to pivot. Mm. Yeah. Didn't necessarily want to pivot because <laughs> I love ball. I love mentoring young men right. uh, and still still do mentor young men. Um, but now I found myself uh, using my gifts, using my education mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of give back to folks that don't have the same level of knowledge I do uh, mm. when it comes to right. uh, government and politics. But also yeah. looking back at my time at training, understanding like, man, I was being prepared and being groomed right. uh, to be a leader in government, a leader in politics in a time uh, where we need people not afraid uh, to embrace their faith, right. um, but also not afraid to be uncomfortable and uh-huh. have some tough conversations. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I find myself now. Uh, I work uh, for the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority. It's a mouthful. Mm. Um, but basically <laughs> what we acronym? do is ICJA. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Yeah, I see you. Um, so I see you. Yeah, yeah. Work at I see you um, as the statewide uh, community development director. And basically my job is to make a lot of noise about um, the money, the funds, yeah, the policy, yeah. and the research that's going into criminal justice reform. Wow. Amazing. Uh, and making sure that uh, those things are equitable. Right. Making sure that we're being as inclusive as possible and getting the money to the people on the, on the ground that are doing the work right. uh, in the communities that need it most. Wow. Uh, so that's what I do. Uh, as we say, nine to five, five to nine. <laughs> yep. uh, I'm currently our alma mater's alumni board president. Yeah. Uh, I will be announcing very shortly that I've been asked to be on the board of trustees That's at our amazing, fine school. Um, so proud about that. I sit on the board of Forever You. I sit on the board of the South Suburban Council Against Mental Health mm-hmm. and Substance Abuse. Um, I also started a foundation this summer oh, wow. uh, that made a little yeah. bit of noise. We led a march in Palos Heights. Yeah, uh, that's right. The Right to Breathe March yeah. and Rally. So Black Millennial Renaissance is just now getting its feet under it. Uh, we've been that's at a awesome. few marches um, trying to 
quite frankly, bring an end to systemic racism yeah. and give uh, yeah. communities the tools to do that. Um, I also am a CEO of a small business called Grind Greatly. Uh, yeah. A lot of people know that I push messages of gratitude uh, to try to inspire people to tap into it when you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say daily uh, right. because uh, I believe that there's a transformative power in looking back, remembering, Absolutely. and being present uh, for all mm-hmm. the good things that you have in your life. Um, and then, yeah, I'm a father. I'm a husband, new husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're soon to be a husband. I know. Uh, <laughs> But a uh, new husband to my beautiful wife, uh, Shakina, and um, still in the Navy, still serving. I've uh, been about to hit 12 years, mm-hmm. uh, grad school student at NIU, right. uh, pursuing my MPA, and uh, I sleep when the Lord sees fit. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, you got a lot going on. <laughs> I sleep when the man. Lord sees fit. What time are you waking up in the morning? Uh, we do about 5.45. Okay, okay. That's what we plan on. Okay. We plan on 5.45 because uh, COVID has allowed the pounds to pack. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm, I'm 30. Like, I'm too young to be putting on that, that heavy, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm a dad, but mm-hmm. it's like. I don't want to look like a dad. You know what I mean? Right. Dad bod season. Yeah, no. Like, and the wife's like, no, like dad bod's fine. I'm like, no. That's how they keep you at home, right? Though. She's like, no, dad bod's fine. No, no, dad bod is not fine. Oh, man. Well, man, that, yeah, that, that is a lot. And, and the question I have for you is um, how, I don't want to ask just simply how do you manage it, but how do you find the love to to be able to want to manage mm. all of those things. Mm. So it's funny. Um, I have my best friend, my best man, my best man in my wedding. Mm-hmm. We've been best friends since we were seven years old. And it's funny. Like when you have like real brotherhood, right. real sisterhood, real friends, you guys don't have to check in every day. No. Yeah. You guys no. don't have to check in every yeah. day. Sometimes you can follow up for a few months mm-hmm. and that connection just be there. Yeah. Uh, so me and E, um, you know, we're just, we're doing our thing. We're trying to navigate COVID, trying to keep our energy right. And we finally got a chance to connect like a couple weeks back. And he goes, bro, it's so important that we make time to reflect. Yeah. Mm. Now for me being the gratitude guy, right. Everybody's (laughs) like, Oh, like Christians always reflected. No, like, no different than a, than a teacher or a coach. Like I preach it, but I sometimes stumble like everybody else. Um, so when he said that, um, over the past, I say about, two mm-hmm. or three weeks now I've reconnected yeah. you're asking like how do I you know find it the reality is when my son was born um I was in service but when my son was born I just really felt the weight of I have somebody watching me mm. I got somebody that's completely de- dependent on me for their character development mm. right um, for their spiritual development yeah and I'm just like I'm this 21 year old kid and I'm just like, "Mm, I got some work to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, So, and in that work, you know, I tell people I really have, and I got to reframe it now because now I have another star. Mm. Uh, I got three stars, but before my beautiful wife, Mm -hmm. I really had two stars that I was orienting myself between. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them was the legacy of my late grandfather Mm -hmm. um, who he passed. um, He passed now almost three years ago. Um, But, yeah, that was 2017. Yeah, that was 2017 wow. when my grandfather passed. Uh, and that was a big, we might touch on some of that. Yeah. And, uh, my grandfather's a very large influence in my life. But I tell people, I'm trying to live a life worthy of mm-hmm. his legacy. Yeah. But then also a life worthy of the gift that my son is. Right. right? Because God saw fit to give me, and you've met Mikey. You haven't yeah. met him. He's, a, he's, he's, every parent says this, he's, he's the best nine-year-old walking the planet. <laughs> but 
his spirit is so sweet mm. and he's full of so much joy mm-hmm. and like wow. always wants to play, gives the most mm. amazing hugs. And I'm like, and then was the perfect kid to have as a single father through college, right? right? Yeah. Know, he was chill, like never really made a ruckus. And I'm like, God, you blessed me with this gift. Okay, I got to live worthy of yeah. that gift, wow. right? And then you send this beautiful woman mm-hmm. into my life that sees I got a kid, right? That sees I'm out here trying to find my way in politics. Yeah. And it's like, well, she's going to hate that I said this. Is that It's like at first, I don't date people that I work with. Mm. But then it's like, hey, let's go grab ice cream. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. you go keep hanging out with me. You're going to fall for me. Um, so, you know, God, God allowed that to happen. And it's like, okay, every day when I wake up, um, after I say thank you, Father, the affirmation is I got to live worthy of all wow. these gifts. Wow. So what does that mean? Yeah. That means I got to give my gift away. Wow. So what did you give me? Right? You gave me a bit of ability to connect. You gave me a heart mm. for people. Right, you raise me up in church, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm filled with scripture and, yeah, and joy. Yeah. I, that's not just for me to have. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You sent me to the Navy. I learned about I learned about discipline. I learned about structure. Mm-hmm. Right. You allow me to coach. I learned how to rear young men up. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, now I get this degree in politics and I understand race. I understand right. politics. Mm-hmm. I understand faith. God says, All right, you wow, man. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'm trying to do on a daily basis. I fail often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, live worthy of all these gifts. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. I feel like th- just the way that you're talking in that and, and leaving that legacy, um, what, what does it mean for you when you think about your grandfather? Like what is something that he instilled in you? Like it, were there words, were there yeah. actions? <laughs> like, do you feel like you're living up to that? Huh, so, you know what, we're going to. We're going to be real transparent. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, my grandfather um, was a man of very few words, mm-hmm. but very profound because he didn't speak much. You know, when he spoke, mm, you, listen. you listened, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> um, but he was a teacher, taught public Chicago public schools for over 30 years, wow. uh, Sunday school teacher, deacon, um, loved baseball, loved his family, loved his wife well. Uh, but one of the things he would always say is, without our dreams, we have no hope. Mm. And that's that was like the keynote Johnny Davis senior phrase. Without <laughs> our dreams, we have no hope. Because he wanted to encourage not only his students, but people that would engage with him to never stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? You know, you, if you if you stop dreaming, you lose hope. And if you lose yeah. hope, you're in trouble. Right. You yeah. know, um, so that was one. But mm. then, you know, I cried during my workout on Thursday um, at the end of my workout. Mm-hmm. Um and I've been for the past, like I said, for the past couple of weeks, I had to check in with my friend and I've been fairly consistent about trying to get it in about right. four times a week. Yeah. And when I was getting my check in at the Navy uh, about three or four weeks ago, mm. uh, my blood pressure was a little high. Mm. Now, my grandfather passed in his mid 60s. Wow. Um, and young, I always yeah. too young, too yeah. young, man. too young. Wow. Um, and I said, you know, I got to do everything in my power you know, to honor him, to learn mm. from, yeah. you know, what, what he, what he wasn't able to continue to see because wow. if he had it his way, he would still be here. Yeah. Right. But my granddaddy worked so hard. Right. Like he worked. I mean, my mom would tell stories about him working two, three jobs, mm. you know, when they were younger, he worked so hard, was always in the yard, always washing the cars. But, you know, in a lot of our communities growing up, like working out is not necessarily like something that is top of mind. Right, right. right? You pay your bills, you take care of your family, <laughs> yeah. you keep up with the house, you be a good husband. 
But then by the time you're doing, done doing all that, right. you know, you didn't spend time with the Lord, time to go to sleep. Right. Like, all so over I, again. Yeah. All over again. So I never really saw my granddaddy like working out. That wasn't something mm-hmm. that he did, but he would always say like, take care of yourself. You wow. know, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And I, and I made myself a promise when he passed that, you know, I'm not leaving here in my sixties. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not going to, going to leave earlier than, than, right. you know, now God has a plan. Right. But believe earlier than, than, than it, than I have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was one, one thing that he used to say, and this is if I asked for the keys to the car or if I, you know, yeah. whatever, asked for some, was going out, he would say, uh, don't disappoint. Mm. That's what he would say. <laughs> and it hit me at the end of my workout how profound those two words are. I was just going to say, man. Because yeah. sometimes when you're talking to young people, you'll say, don't be a disappointment. Mm. Wow. Wow. But then you're labeling them. Yeah. And telling them not to become something, you're making them own something. Uh-huh. But by but by saying "don't disappoint," mm. he's separating me from whatever action I might wow. do. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you, you know, have responsibility yeah. for your action instead yeah. of becoming your action. Don't don't disappoint. Mm. And I kid you not, when I finished my workout, I, I just broke down in tears, and I said, "I'm, I'm trying. Mm. I'm trying so hard wow. to not disappoint. Yeah, to live worthy of what you taught me." you showed me to live wow. worthy of this this little boy yeah. to, live, to live worthy of this woman that wanted to take my name mm. like i'm trying and, and, it, and, it, and it, it was actually very healing because i hadn't cried in some time mm-hmm. um but but yeah that's you know those are some of the phrases you know without our dreams we have no hope don't disappoint and then i'll never forget the night of my graduation from trinity yeah uh he had never used this kind of language before mm-hmm. um but he talked about how proud he was and how you know god's going to continue to do uh, great things in your life. And he said, we, we know this is the first degree of many. That's what he said. Mm. One of the things he said, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, but, but, uh, but he, he knew, he knew he was a learned man. He yeah. had his masters. Uh, but he, he goes on this, this kind of sidebar and says, you know, you know, uh, shine your light. Mm. He goes, don't run from it. Mm. Don't hide from it. Let it shine. Wow. Right. Keep God first. Uh, he said, what did, "What did he say?" He said, "Walk." I think he said, "Walk softly, carry uh-huh. a big stick, but don't don't run from it, don't hide it, shine your light." And it was wow. so odd because he had never really said nothing like that. Right. But I think God, in that moment, was using him, knowing that somebody was recording, knowing that I would return to it often. Mm-hmm. He knew what was ahead. Right. You know, in the next two, three, four years to come, the platforms that mm-hmm. God would give me. Right. Um, and <laughs> previous to now, my inclination when you know, the spotlight is hot. It was to run. Yeah. I didn't want to be a leader. Wow. Um, but, you know, my wife was, she cracked jokes now because we, we keep the newspaper clippings of stuff yeah. that I'm in. And she's like, you're the only person I know get a get a, a feature <laughs> piece article on their birthday. You know, <laughs> and it was about some of the work that we were doing for social justice. Yeah. But I'm just like that. This is me finally learning at 30 that mm-hmm. I don't have to apologize for my gift. Right. I don't right. have to apologize mm. for um, my passions. I don't have to apologize for God's favor. Wow. I just kind of got to walk in it wow. and continue to shine my light. So, yeah, wow. so thank you for allowing me to be able to talk about yeah, my Yeah, man, that's, absolutely, man. That's, that's mm-hmm. healing I, for I me as well. I feel those chill. Every time I talk to you, man, even oh, on the stop. phone call, I'm not even joking. <laughs> stop. I'm not, dude, I am enthralled, like, He's right in what you're saying. PhD mm-hmm. in flattery, huh? No, this guy I know, <laughs> I know. He always knows the right <laughs> things to but, say. But, at, dude, I'm telling you, because, like, 
like you said, two word, those two words, man, it just made me already be like, I'm going to be hearing, hearing those words <laughs> now going forward <laughs> because you're giving me like, it just, it just gives me encouragement. Cause mm -hmm. we talked about like, even, even the seasons that I feel like I'm going through, man, mm -hmm. you know, yesterday was just a really rough day where it just mm -hmm. felt like the anxiety of of what I was feeling, mm. it physically mm -hmm. oh, took me out to where we were going to church for something mm -hmm. for a blue Christmas that they do. And it's for people who are grieving. And I'm like, and even then I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm going here. And it's funny that I'm going in here today because I feel like I'm grieving, but maybe I don't deserve to be in the same room as these people who are grieving about something real. But this thing was just like, mm. it didn't like, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't feel worthy to be able to grieve, mm. you know? And, mm -hmm. and, oh man, you can ask her. I was mm -hmm. just like stone faced, but not with anger. Just like I couldn't move, man. Mm. I was just so, I felt so defeated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but even those words, like, don't disappoint, even though it sounds like you said, you know, we can tell people all the time, don't be a disappointment. But that sounds like something where it's like, don't disappoint, like live, mm -hmm, live mm -hmm. up to what you know you're called to mm -hmm. live up mm -hmm, to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you know? we know, right? So wow. we know, we know what you're capable of. Mm. You know, we yeah. know. And this is once again, he's saying this to Man. a high school student who, mind you, went to four high schools in four years. Yeah. Didn't walk across the stage, 1.8 GPA. Mm. And he still would talk to me, you know, from when I was this little, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah. Right? Like, so he spoke to me uh, as he saw me. Right. Yeah. And right. Not wow. as I was. Right. And he mm. spoke it into existence, too. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. so you you touched on that, uh, you know, 1. Point GPA. You know, mm -hmm. maybe in your mind you're thinking, man, like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get to the next thing in life. You <laughs> oh, know, absolutely. <laughs> my biggest, my biggest thought in my in my youth was, I don't want to be a burden. Wow, mm. that was just my biggest. What, what made you feel like a burden? Well, so you know, home, like I said, home life was home life was 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 not the greatest in my high school years. Mm. Um, I bounced between my mom and my dad oh, wow. um, because my mom at the time. Um, was in a relationship that uh, she was married, mm -hmm. um, but was in a relationship that was damaging to me wow. mm. um, that, you know, and this man, you know, this man was sent into our lives um, to do harm, I mm. believe. Yeah. Mm. Um, we got three beautiful gifts out of it and my siblings. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had he had done some significant damage. Mm. Um and that was, I think, I didn't have an outlet for that. Right. Um, you know, therapy wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're praying, but I had some stuff internally when it came to God where I sometimes just, I saw God as this almighty, powerful figure. And I'm looking at what, you know, me and my mother are going through. And I'm like, yeah. come on, bro. How, how mm. make, make this make sense. How does this even happen? My mama pray harder than anybody right, I know. Right, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My mama paid, my mama makes sure that tithes and offering is paid. We yeah. in church. She, every, she before the Lord working nights, like mm -hmm. how is this, what's happening to my mother? How is it right? real? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like I was, you know, going to God like I should in high school. And like I said, therapy wasn't even a thought. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, because of all that was going on inside, you know, my dad's like, all right, you can come here. And then that ended up, we ended up bumping heads. Right. And that is like, yeah. all right, you got to get from about here. Um, so, yeah, so my biggest thing was, you know, Christian's a mess up, right? That's mm -hmm. in my head. And like, mm -hmm. wow. you know, high school. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to turn, I'm just not going to be a burden. Wow. Right? Like, so whatever that means, if that means, you know, packing up my bags and, you know, sleeping on a bench for the night, that's what oh, that means. Wow. If that means, you know, asking my, 
you know, at the time, girlfriend, if, you know, her mom was okay with me sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just didn't want to be a burden. And, and the gift in that was um, the only gift that came from that is that my uncle saw me struggling. My oh. uncle Johnny um, saw me struggling. He was like, he needs to get out of here. And he's the one that recommended the Navy. Wow. Um, and that was like my saving grace because yeah. my grandfather was like, you know, we'll go down. And he was like, and if you have a plan, you know, you can stay here. Right. And that's why I stayed uh, in the fall of 2008 before I went to boot camp in December of 08. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So that whole like I tell everybody, 04 to like so wh- 08, you can have it. Yeah. So <clears throat> so when did you uh, when did you graduate from high school then? 08. 08. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But like I said, so I got, you went right off. Right off. So I graduated mm-hmm. in I graduated in June. Not, not even right. So this, because I was struggling in math. Mm. Um, so because I was struggling in math, I didn't get the grade that I needed to get on a final. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't get that grade, yeah. they were like, listen, I don't even know how this program exists. But they were like, listen, your mom can pay like two. It was like five hundred dollars, like three hundred or five hundred dollars, something crazy. But you can take this two week course. She pays this. And if you pass this two week course, we'll mail you wow. your diploma. Wow. Oh my but you can't walk. Wow. And it's just like. Not an already been expelled sophomore year, mm-hmm. right? I spent sophomore year in an alternative school, going right. to school for three hours a day on a computer. So oh. I already hurt my mama then. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was I was the king of running away, mm-hmm. just bouncing, wow. you know, just bouncing uh, in in high school. So I heard her there, and then come to it, you know, I tried, and my mother, because of the saint that she is, she paid it. Mm-hmm. We did the online class and. A couple months later, they mailed the diploma wow. in. But it's like there was no celebration. My mama didn't get to celebrate her firstborn, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, walking right, across the right. stage in high school, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, he'll go to the Navy. He'll redeem himself. Nope. Didn't graduate on time from boot camp either. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until 2016, Yeah. right, at 26 years old, that my mama got to see wow. me walk Man. across the stage, you know, with my then, what, five-year-old? Yeah. Uh, and it was just like. God would God, you know, that's probably why I'm going to get the masters now because yeah. I want to recreate that. But yeah. yeah, God, God was faithful over the long term for my mom's prayers wow. and her mm. consistent love. Um, but yeah, that was that was the Navy came and it was like, all right, this they'll feed you, mm-hmm. they'll clothe you, mm-hmm. and they'll pay for school. Wow. Mm. And I was like, all right, that make enough sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like what you said in the beginning about honoring like the legacy of your family. And then does that come from not wanting to burden them? And like, Mm. you know, all the maybe like disappointment that you felt and that you carried with you Mm. up until that point. Yeah. So I think part of that, you know, and eventually I found therapy. And when I found therapy, I learned I had to do a little bit of unlearning about, you know, that, that burden language, um, that that was just not the right language to be using. Mm -hmm. Um, but even in the efforts that I make now, it's definitely to honor that legacy and make them proud. But it's also, you know, I tell people like, I don't get as much, there are some people who are motivated by like proving people wrong. Right. Like I don't get as much out of that. Now don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Like I'm a, I'm an athlete. Like Mm -hmm. I play ball. Like I, I, you know, you talk trash, like, let's get it. You know, we can do that. But I get more joy out of proving people right. Wow. Mm. Like, these are the people that believed in Christian when it mm. wasn't popular. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it wasn't the smart bet, when he didn't, yeah. you know, have the degree, when he didn't help get the governor wow. elected, when he wasn't leading marches yeah. and speaking on panels and helping Congress people, when he wasn't doing all that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? When he was, you know... <laughs> kicking rocks trying to figure out how he was going to eat right mm. i was still believing and loving on christian and that's my grandmother that's my wow. granddaddy that's my father my mother people that you know 
people that said, you know, he's struggling, mm-hmm. that he gonna he gonna figure yeah. it out. Like I said, mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest ones for me. Like I said, my mom never. I always tell her all the time, thank you for not giving up on me. Mm. You know, because uh, my mother, like I said, she it's not like she didn't have a lot going on outside of me, right? right? She right. had three other young kids yeah. that she's trying to take care of and, and, and rear um, and while working full-time. And it's just like, so yeah, so I can't, you know, I have bad days. I have yeah, down days. Yeah. Like, you talk about that, but like what kind of helps pull me out, once again, this is, this is funny, mm-hmm. good thing about gratitude is gratitude makes you remember. Right. Yeah. And, wow. when, and when you, you know, some people say gratitude is the heart's memory. And when you, when you remember, it's like, okay, like I gotta get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I at least gotta try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, so man. It, it, so you know, you shared a little bit of your story about <clears throat> just the just your relationships with with a stepfather and a father. Mm-hmm. So what? How? And obviously, I mean, you do you do a wonderful job with your son now, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he got to see you graduate, he may not remember man. every little bit of it, but. Yeah. You know, like that is something that is, is an only God thing too. Oh, absolutely. To to somebody who didn't want to be a burden, who wanted to <laughs> run away, who didn't even think he would be at that point in life, and you get to share that with your son, mm-hmm. like mm. that that's that's a gift, man. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, and I I know you're you're the king of gratitude, so you know that already. <laughs> but <laughs> but what I want, what I really want to ask you is, what, how does how does what you went through as a son? Mm-hmm make you the father you are today? Oh, man. I mean, I tell people, my granddaddy, you know, my granddaddy was a was a phenomenal example mm-hmm. of what it meant to to pour into to, to his two young kids. Um, and then in my mother's ex-husband, I had a phenomenal example of what not to do. Um, mm. And I would be inauthentic to Christian if I wasn't honest in saying the relationship between my birth father mm-hmm. and myself right now is strength. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is hard mm-hmm. right now. Um, and there is something that God is doing. I don't know what, mm. I wish he would reveal it to me. Um, there is, um, harm that I have inflicted, mm. um, and there's harm that's been inflicted on me. Mm. Um, and I'm believing God that there will be a resolution to that, but part of it. I think is what makes it a little harder is not having him in the right. home. Mm-hmm. Right. So my, my mother and my father were teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, they, they met in high school. Yeah. Uh, so they had me at 18 mm-hmm. and my dad goes off to the army, right. Wow. For two years. And then he comes back, you know, when he moves, moves back to Chicago, well, now he's got a wife and yeah. now I have a little brother at four and he's trying to get his footing. Right. So when I look back at, you know, my formative years, you're talking right. zero to seven, mm-hmm. right. When character gets set, you know, my father was definitely present. He was around, but he wasn't, you know, my granddaddy was the man that I saw every day right. in the home. Right. Um, and that's who I learned from most. But in that experience, when I look back, I'm like, that is, when I look at my son mm-hmm. and I didn't stay with his mother, you know, there were all kind of different reasons as to why, right? right this is also right. part of the tension mm-hmm. between, you know, <laughs> me and my father, but there's all kind of reasons as to why, you know, I was not there more right. zero to seven. Right. That's all before me. And that's not something that I allow myself to hold anymore. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my son, mm-hmm. it's like, no, oh, like when it came to COVID and the ex-wife had to figure out how we're going to do this, how we're going to co-parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we settled on uh, right. every two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he's with he's with me for two weeks and he's with her for two weeks. Wow. Right. 
Uh, my son, all through, I mean, you saw all through his preschool years, his preschool was, you know, in, in a vicinity where if something happened, I could get there right, mm-hmm. right away, mm-hmm. right? Same with his schooling, right? Now we've transitioned to where he's going to school in the city closer to his mm-hmm. mom, but I'm on, I'm on the phone with the right, teachers. Right. The teachers have my cell. They have yeah. my email, and we do it together in a way that's very different than what you see in most Right. Co-parenting situations mm-hmm. where the dad is what every other weekend. Yeah. Wow, never. Wow, that'll never be me, wow. right? And that that is some of like I said, and therapy is helping me. But that is some of where I think, if I'm being honest, like I said, when I talk about the tension that's there mm-hmm. between me and my father, I feel like you know I made up in my mind when my son was born mm. that he's not ever gonna have even the faintest memory right. of you know, hey, he went a couple weeks and like. Didn't, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That that opportunity is yeah. not going to be afforded to you. Yeah. You, you know, because I'm a wow. smother. That's I'm a, good. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, so. man. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I love that you're sharing that because I know there's a lot of people who are dealing with things that they've been through in their past and, and those relationships. And they just, they can't find a way to make s- what I'm trying to say is like with what they have, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you were, you have a son and you're still trying to be better. You're not wallowing in, oh, you know no. what I mean? You're oh, putting no. you yourself can't be a, no, as, you can't be a victim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be a victim. Um, and like I said that, you know, nobody, nobody in my life. No, that's a lie. Um, man. So I'm a eternal optimist. Uh. And I like to believe and see the best in people. Mm-hmm. And I believe that people most often, like I said, I've learned in my late 20s and mm-hmm. in my early 30s that sometimes that's not true. Mm-hmm. But most often people have good intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I just believe in my core. Yeah. Everybody don't believe that. And even with people have having good intentions, men are flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reach because this men is are, what I was are, talking are, about earlier. Men are, men are fallible. <laughs> yeah. Right? And on the drive over here, I even had the thought, Christian, the, the better you get at reconciling the fact that God's creation, God's light, mm. and each and every living soul is good, mm. and yet they're still fallible. Mm-hmm. Like those things are sometimes hard for our brains yeah. to reconcile. Yeah. yeah. Christian, the sooner that you can reconcile that and be like, you are God's creation. You are good. You are holy. You are beautiful. And I love you for all that God created you to be. And you still have the propensity to hurt me. Mm. Like, that's just something we got to, you know, you know, that's why it's right. Jesus and therapy. Right. right? You, know what I'm right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You couldn't have said it better. Man. And you're like, the, what you work in, like, that must be something you have to reconcile every oh, single man. day. Oh, man. I mean, when you talk about the conditions, um, <laughs> You talk about the conditions. I mean, I'm from the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about the conditions that some of our communities, and this is across America, not just in Illinois right. or in Chicago where we are, when you talk about some of the conditions that black and brown people find themselves living in, mm-hmm. when you talk about some of the communities that have been forgotten for decades right. um, by not just, and this is why I like to talk about systems, not just government and our political institutions, mm-hmm. but also our faith institutions. Wow. Yeah. Right. Like those are hard conversations we got to start having. And sometimes when I have them, I'm grateful that at 30, I'm starting to get a little bit more bold in my 
in my understanding of who I am mm. um, and uh, being a little bit more okay with displaying some righteous, righteous anger mm-hmm. uh, about the way right. things are. Right. Um, but, you know, the toughest part, you know, for me is, you know, not so much, you know, the advocating when I'm advocating for, you know, this community or that community or this group of people or this organization to get what they need to do, what they need to do more. So what I'm struggling with, and it's funny because you would think a man of faith on the inside would like have more trouble, like on the inside, mm. right. You know, in politics, and government, right. like, oh, he's going to struggle. You know, he's a Christian. Woo, woo. No, the reality is I have more, <laughs> I catch more flack mm. and have tougher conversations and sometimes harder conversations with people in the church. Wow. Wow. Mm. About, you know, how can you be, you know, oh, you Barack Obama, oh, you over Joe Biden. Yeah. How can you be a Democrat and a Christian? Mm. Right? Like, I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've, yeah. you, know, mm. you know, being at Trinity, how many right. times I've had to, you know, humor that conversation. <laughs> right. Um, but it's yeah. one of those things where I tell people for whatever reason, you know, to your point, for whatever reason, trying to reconcile all these things, God has wired me to where I'm comfortable mm. being in that intersection of faith, politics, and race. Mm-hmm. Most people mm-hmm. aren't comfortable mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Aren't comfortable right. in, the, in, in that intersection. For me, I, I actually um, I'm energized by those wow. conversations because because mm. I'm a I'm a I'm an optimist. I'm yeah, like, if we're yeah. talking about it, then we're getting closer to solutions. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. So you say you know you say you're an optimist and it energizes you, but does it ever? I imagine this year has at some points it's felt heavy. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Black Millennial Renaissance doesn't become a thing. Um, it, let, me, let me say it like this. Black Millennial Renaissance doesn't become a thing in 2020 mm. if 2020 wasn't 2020. Wow. Right. Right. Um, yes. So, like, I had the idea mm. of, like, hey, you know, we're young, we're black. I'm starting to know more young black right. professionals who are gifted, who are talented, who are civically minded and engaged. Yeah. We need to be centered a little bit more in, in mm. leading the efforts for change, right? Because we're, as millennials, you know, me, I'm 30, young family. Like, this mm-hmm. is our fight for the next 20 years. Yes, right. absolutely. Right? Um, and we have some insights, and it's time for us to kind of take things by the horns. Right. So that idea was back there, but it wasn't until, <laughs> so, you know, Brianna Taylor happened. Mm-hmm. Maude Aubrey happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is to the point now in society where you can't, they're going to see it. Yeah. Right. You know, he's got right. a cell phone. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? He gets on YouTube. Like, they're going to see it. So... We did the walk for Ahmaud Aubrey mm-hmm. um, to honor his life um, and a little challenge that went viral. Mm-hmm. And then George Floyd happens. Mm-hmm. And then when George Floyd happens, that moment, the moment that you're talking about, it was like, man, it's got to get tough. I know you're energized, but it's got to get tough. I saw red. Mm-hmm. Like I was so angry. Yeah. And Julian knows this. You may be picking this up. I'm not an angry person. Mm-hmm. Like that's <laughs> not like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a hugger. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a celebrator. I'm not somebody that holds and carries rage. Right. Right. So it was a little frightening to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, God, like, you know, you got to do something. Right. You know, you got to, like my son is growing up in this place that he's, you know, outside of what daddy and his family are telling him. If he goes outside mm-hmm. or if he turns on the news, he would not be, you know, it would not be wrong for him to assume that others don't value him as much right. as his daddy does. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, simply based off the fact, not off of who he is as my care, mm-hmm. right. simply based off the fact of how he looks, right. who he comes from. Um, so that in and of itself was really starting to frustrate me. So I prayed and I said, I said, all right, God, 
and, 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 and my son could notice it. I don't know if, if Keena was picking up on it. She probably was. Um, but that I was that I was troubled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I was troubled, and I'm like, I'm not the type to to you know to do anything inflammatory. Yeah. But I'm but I'm getting angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. I said, God, I said, you got to give me something to do uh, with my hands and with my mm-hmm. mind. And that's how uh, Nicole St. Victor, yeah, from Trinity, yeah. a good friend of ours, reached out literally about an hour after I got finished praying that morning. Mm. Wow. She reached out about 9 o'clock, I'll never forget. And she said, hey, thinking about doing something for the youth, like something small in the lawn. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, was like, I got a little, I got an idea, but it's a little bit more obnoxious than that. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, let, let, let's see if we can pull it yeah. off. Um, and we're thinking, you know, 100 people or so. And the spirit of it was, you know, youth need an outlet. We yeah. need an outlet yeah. uh, to be able to demonstrate ourselves and, and, and march for our lives and gather mm-hmm. and encourage ourselves, right. hold one another, even though we can't hold each other, but hold one another and hold space, mm-hmm. uh, bring bring clergy, bring bring police, bring young mm-hmm. people, bring education, bring government, politics, bring it all together and say, hey, listen, all these, I wanted to show all these young people, all these people are here for you right. and you matter. We're thinking mm-hmm. like 100 people. Guy ended up sending up about 500 folks. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. And it ended up being the outlet that I needed to re-energize me from that dark place that I was in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. post George Floyd. So God is always good. He's always going to provide ramp ramp the bush, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's always going to provide a way Mm -hmm. for whatever you're in Mm -hmm. to, 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 for you to get out of it. Um, But you just got to be, you know, I'm grateful that I didn't allow myself to spiral. Mm -hmm. If I did, I probably wouldn't have seen the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah to provide healing for myself and others. Um, mm. But yeah, that's kind of how <laughs> throughout this year activity and also just disconnecting sometimes and taking a break. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been how I've taken care of myself mm-hmm. during, during this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. Yeah. And that like you, you allowed space for God to like work in you and you like gave him that anger. Like you didn't hold mm-hmm. on to it. Um, and that must've been like, so hard especially when you see your son who you said is like a sweet spirit and a joyful spirit and like I can't imagine the fear of that being taken away from him not Mm -hmm. just like the spirit being taken away from him but like all of it Mm -hmm. like his Mm -hmm. life being Mm -hmm. taken away Mm -hmm. from him Mm -hmm. I mean I tell people being a black parent is not for the faint of heart Mm -hmm. Uh, being a parent isn't (laughs) on his face but being a parent of of young black boys Mm -hmm. in this country um you know, the history is not <laughs> so far removed no. that we don't have enough evidence of, you know, black bodies being destroyed mm. for sport. Yeah. I mean, if you, all you got to do is Google, you know, lynchings and you will see right. pictures of white folks smiling and posing yeah. around dead black yeah. bodies from trees. And that, you know, because we're not so far removed, you know, when I think about myself and I think about my son, you know, once again, we talk about legacy mm-hmm. folks, folks worked hard yeah. for me to be in a position to even think the way I think wow. and have the audacity that I might have and to even dream the dreams that I dream. Wow. Right. So if the America that I inhabit is better than the America that Johnny Davis senior inhabited mm-hmm. and the better than the America that my great grandfather Charlie Homer Davis inhabited and the, mm-hmm better than the America that his father, John Davis inhabited. Yeah. Right. Um, then I have to do all that I can wow. 
to make sure that my kale gets a little bit easier shake of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm 55 and I move to Florida with your parents, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can rest assured that he's seen the model, right. what it looks like to right. work to make the world a better place. Man. But the world actually is a better place, so it's not like this pipe dream. Right. right? It's like, man, daddy did all this work, and the world ain't too much different in 2050 than it was in 2020. Mm. No, we, the, the, the inspiration is because God sent this beautiful gift in my son here, I got to, like, this place has got to get better for yeah. him. Like, selfishly. Like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's, this gift is so precious, like, it's got to get mm. get better. But the, but the weight of that, of being a black parent, I mean, my mother... You talk to any black parent that has, that has black boys, it's mm-hmm. just something that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad we're talking about it more, yeah. but, you know, there ain't enough time in the world for yeah. mothers to share their stories Man. with you about how they stay up tarrying for their mm. youth, you know, before the Lord and just praying that, you know, God protect them and that any encounter uh, with anybody, right, not just law enforcement, but any encounter yeah. uh, in some of our neighborhoods where, like I said, there has been disinvestment. Right. There isn't a right. lot of opportunity to productively use your time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I keep my son covered with your blood from the top of his head to the sole of his mm. feet. I can I can right. hope my mama's prayers yeah. for me, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're the praise now that I pray for my son. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so yeah, so that understanding that as a parent, once again, is another way where it's like there are some parents who are like, this is too much and mm. it's crippling. Uh, and, I, and I honor that and that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's parents like, you know, my wife and I that are like, we going to kick, knock and scream until mm-hmm. something changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing that comes to me is like, it just feels like, it, you know, being, being somebody who, especially as a black male, cause we've had a couple on uh, some of Catherine's friends, Bree and DJ. Mm-hmm. And just now being a husband too, <laughs> not even, not even being a parent, but being a husband, man, like, w- like mm-hmm. how do you comfort your wife Yeah, yeah. In, in those moments too, when you might just be going out to mm-hmm. come to a podcast right, or anything right, like that, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Cause that, that thought is very real. And I know mm-hmm. when they spoke about it, it just put so much perspective in like, mm-hmm you know, him having to be responsible for what he's doing now because yeah. of the, the way the world is. Yeah, yeah. No, the anxiety is definitely real, but unfortunately, um, as black people, if you've ever loved a black man or you've ever loved a black woman, um, you you kind of build this kind of intolerance mm. to the anxiety where it's like, you know, mm. I'm I'm kind of impervious to this. Right. Like, I, like I, I feel it, and it's there, and yeah. it's a thing. Um that's why, you know, we're finally starting to get to a conversation where, like, stop calling black women strong. Mm, yeah. you know, like, right, stop doing yeah, that. Like, yeah. like yes, like, we know they're strong, but the reasons for which they're strong are mm, awful. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. we should not be proud. That's not something that yeah. we should take pride in. So, you know, when I think about my wife, you know, there are times, you know, it has been times, like, when we went to, you know, she was, I want to say she was she was a little nervous about going to Milwaukee to go support um, uh, uh, action that was taking place mm-hmm. uh, after Jacob Blake. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 for us, it's really just a conversation. Mm. You know, if it's ever to the point where she's just like, Christian, I don't feel comfortable. Right. You know, um, you know, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's she she's an activist in her own right. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's moments and times where, you know, we're both putting our bodies out there, putting our, our minds and our, and our thoughts out there uh, to be exposed for people to pick at and, you know, um, take apart and what have you. Mm-hmm. So it's really a joint effort as far as comforting each other. Right. Um, and I think, you know, being, being newly married, we're still, we're still very much so learning right. what that looks right. 
yeah. uh, and what that means. But I will say that like she is, you know, just naturally, she's a natural, you know, she's a, she's a nurturer. Like she's a mm-hmm. caring person. Right. Like she wants everybody to be okay. That's yeah. the kind of nature she, she has. And me, like I said, I don't know if that was me always or if that was me <laughs> after I became a father, yeah. but I, I, I learned some things in that aspect as well. So we both, I think, do a fairly decent job and she'll fact check me uh, <laughs> of like just checking in and making sure each other yeah. is okay. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there were times um, after George Floyd where we just couldn't turn on the news. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's, that's what it is. Um, so that anxiety, like I said, to speak to it, like, yeah, it's real. And we think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, it's unfortunately it's something that is being black in this country. We've gotten, mm-hmm. I don't want to say used to uh, the skin is thicker. Mm-hmm. That, make, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> tell me a little bit about like you, you, you've got these platforms now mm-hmm. and, and you, you're speaking from a place that, you know, a lot of people now, now I feel like the world is, is waking up to when, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. for some reason, 2020 brought this on, but this has right. always been an ongoing thing. Right. But for you, you mm-hmm. know, for you personally having all these platforms, what is your vision, uh, your, 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 your end goal? It could be, it could be something where you're like, these are just stepping stones to what God might even have even more. Mm-hmm. But like right now, how are you using these platforms, um, to work in that mission mm. moving forward? So I love, um, I love community. Mm-hmm. Like I love being in community with people. Like I love being around my friends. I love being a part of teams. Yeah. Um, so like when I think about, you know, you talk in goal it's like what does it look like you know for the team to actually feel like a team mm-hmm. right like america's a team mm-hmm. right? yeah greatest team on the planet <laughs> right i serve in the world's finest navy mm-hmm. but what does it look like for the team to actually feel like a team wow. right because you wow. can have a team that can win mm-hmm. and get w oh yeah and in the locker room it'd be a hot mess yeah. <laughs> absolutely right yeah. like and that's i think that's how america has been okay with functioning for her existence wow. yeah for her wow. entirety, right? So I think when I think about this year and my mission and how how the Lord keeps providing opportunities, you know, we talked about me giving my gift away. The Lord keeps providing opportunities in droves mm-hmm. for whatever He's put inside of me, whatever I'm learning, my experiences, the communities that I that I that I've learned from. He's mm-hmm. allowing those things to be, you know, to have a platform. Right. And if I if I have a if I have a goal in all of this, it's the systems of, of when we talk about systemic racism, mm-hmm. you know, we're also talking about systemic inequity, right, mm-hmm. which right. impacts almost everybody, save a few white males, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Wow. Systemic inequity pretty much affects everybody. Yeah. And, you know, with Tony Preckwinkle has a quote. She's a Cook County Board President. I worked at the county before I made it to the state. Yeah. And it's not her quote, but she says it a lot. It's a very mm-hmm. old quote, but she says it a lot. We all do better when we all do better. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's simple. Yeah. It's like, right. it's, it's true. Yeah. Right. So if the least of us, right, the most underserved, mm-hmm. right, the disinvested begin to seriously, I have these conversations on boards that I sit on all the time. When you're serious about rectifying a problem, anything in your life, I don't care what it is as an individual, whatever, you're going to do two things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one, but oftentimes two. Right. You're going to put time toward it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to make an investment of time, you're yeah. going to budget time and make sure it's a priority. But then you're also going to put money, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking at right. your podcast setup. Yeah. You did both. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, said, you said, I'm going to invest time yeah. and money mm-hmm. to address something that's a priority for right. me. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No different for systemic racism, for systemic inequity, wow. for um, 
extreme economic inequality right. that we see. So I, I think about my, yes, you know, what is the, the goal? I think about my legacy. I hope that when I'm done teaching about diversity, equity, and inclusion, when I'm done working in government and politics to erect, to elect the right people, but then also pass policy that actually does what we want it to do, right? right? That, that reforms our institutions, that recreates mm-hmm. how we think about things like public safety and criminal justice. When I'm done, I would like to be able to say that the state of systemic racism mm. is, I mean, in a perfect world, abolished, mm, right? We right. no longer have any right. systems that prop up, yeah. right? Wow. The, the systems of racism and inequity, right. those, those are now demolished. But then also we have systems in place that improve quality of life mm. for everybody, yeah. right? Right. That yeah. make it easier for us to do community yeah. and be, you know, so that's the like far reaching out. But I, I do think that, God has gifted me and a, a lot of people in this mm-hmm. time that I live in now that we can have a major impact on what inequity looks like and what inequality mm-hmm. looks like and how to make it less so. Right. Mm. Right. Yes. Right. So how do you plan out your days? With oh, man. So there's <laughs> a guy. I, I'm just thinking like, because everything that you're saying is like, it, it's amazing because you do, you, you said platform, but you have like 10 different platforms <laughs> right now. So, so I just want to know like, yeah, how do you plan out? Like, this is my approach to this, or is your yeah. approach always the same, just in a different atmosphere? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I wanna... so there's one thing I do. So internally, I try to make sure the same Christian shows up everywhere. Mm. Right. That's how I had, that's why I had to be honest, you know, uh, about the status of the relationship with my father. Yeah. Right? About yeah. It's like, you know, Love my daddy, crazy about him, right. uh, but it's strained right now. Right, right. Uh, so I had to be honest about that. So that same honesty, and I'm, I'm even wondering if I'm gonna regret being that honest on this podcast. <laughs> but that same honesty, I try to take everywhere with right. me mm-hmm. because it's what allows. That's empathy is my gift. Mm. Empathy is not a thing without honesty. Right. Yeah. So like that's what I'm able to take into every room mm-hmm. and allows me to be effective. So that's like internally, but then externally, like nuts and bolts. I love planning. Right. Uh, I love being a planner. I love. Uh, and the Navy kind of got this ball rolling, but I think it was like kind of always back in my recesses mm-hmm. somewhere because I like it. Um, COVID, it's been hard right. because of just the emotional strain that COVID mm-hmm. and fighting for our lives has taken. Yeah. Um, but I'll give a plug. And you guys should add him. His name is Michael Hyatt. Mm-hmm. He makes this journal called the Full Focus Planner. Mm, okay. Uh, it's not a journal. It's a planner. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually had had such success with the planner. I found it in 2018 when I was an organizer for J.B. Prisker campaign. Yeah. And it helped me organize my life in a way that I had never done wow. before. Mm. Like it just provided a ton of structure and some of the stuff that I had already learned I was able to implement. Mm. So Full Focus Planner, if you're bored, Google. They actually did mm-hmm. a video with me. It was awesome. They flew me out of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I, did, I got to do you're a You're everywhere, man. No, that was like two years ago. And it, Mike, Mike, Michael Hyder doesn't know this, but we're going to work together again right. soon or something. Um, Heard it but here yeah. first. Right, Walk right, right. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, so the Full Focus Planner is like my go-to. Um, but then I also engage with other people who are really good at managing time, like mm. Joe Duncan mm-hmm. uh, on Before 5 a.m. Yeah. Uh, he's on Instagram. He's really good at managing time. Um, one of my favorite motivational speakers is Jim Rome. Mm. Um, but then, like I said, just understanding that, Christian, if you're going to work in government, mm-hmm. which, mind you, when I'm working in government, some of the stuff that I do politically, I lose eight hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because that's taxpayer time. I can't work on some of this political stuff, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. if I got somebody I'm trying to help get elected, I can't think about that or work on that between wow. this time and this time, five days a week. Wow. So I have to let them a time where like, all right, this is I see you. This is when I'm going to think about grind greatly. Mm-hmm. This is when I'm going to think about wow. like millennial Renaissance. This is when I'm going to think about Navy. 
This is when I'm going to think about NIU and actually do my homework. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is when I'm yeah. going to rub my wife's feet. And this is when I'm going to watch Legend of Korra with Mikey. Mm -hmm. Like, it just Mm -hmm. has to be, I have to be, one of my former players will appreciate this, I have to be intentional. If I'm not intentional, if I take, you know, most I can kind of take off is like two days. Mm -hmm. If I take more than three days off, I'm a ball of anxiety. I'm stressed to high heaven. Um, And you know what I'm saying? So, and hear me, I'm saying all this and it's like, I'm fairly decent, like God, but there's a whole lot of God's favor that's right. involved in exactly. all of this. Because exactly. mm-hmm. Christian sometimes shows up unprepared to stuff. Mm-hmm. I sometimes show not have mm-hmm. looked in at the meeting minutes before the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and God is just, he, he, he covers us when we can't right. pick up right. the slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, I so relate to only being able to take two days off. <laughs> and I love that because like it, like rest doesn't look the same for everyone. Like mm. we last week with like for Thanksgiving, it's like, I think Julian loves like he can rest for uh, just, <laughs> that's for a I longer time I'm than sure. I can. You know, like I need to like I want to be going, and if I rest for too long, then I feel drained and I feel anxious mm. and I feel like I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. So I love that you like you have your time of rest mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know how long it's going to be, and then mm-hmm. you're back on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I also want to ask, um, with how much honesty is a piece of you every day like how does therapy help you with that i want to oh, hear man. about your therapy yeah story. so here so here's, here's <laughs> the honest part the honest part is that it's a part in my journal that's going to get readdressed in january mm-hmm. because i've been out of therapy now for i have the last time i saw a therapist i take that back the navy hooked me up with a free session like two mm-hmm. years ago so mm-hmm. two years ago i had a free session but the last time i was in regular therapy um was four years ago Wow. Uh, I started therapy for the first time in 2015 mm-hmm. and I went consistently from 2015 until the end of 2016. Yeah. I actually started at Trinity um, wow. and therapy was so like, and mind you at this point, I'm still like gung ho college basketball coach. Like this is what I'm doing for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Uh, but I'm learning skills. Wow. Ryan greatly still wasn't a thing yet. Hadn't pivoted to politics and government wow. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Trinity, you were thinking like basketball was like your, oh, your, yeah. your, like your end goal. Oh yeah. Wow. In 2016, you can tell me that I was wasn't going to be the head coach at USC. Wow. Mm. Or absolutely because I love. Number one, I love the game. The game was yeah. therapeutic for me. It was a safe place. Yeah. But number two, the life lessons that I'm able to teach young men and women yeah. on the court. Mm-hmm. Right when Christian shows up and Coach Christian right. is encouraging you after we done lost six games in a row, there are athletes that are in the world impacting the world now mm. that remember that. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. Coach, like. You just you just show me how to bring it every yeah, day, yeah. even though we were high trash some seasons, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, uh, you brought your best self. There are parents to this day, and mind you, my coaching career was only five years. Wow! But there are parents to this day that will reach out and say, you know, mm. my kid hasn't forgot about right. the mm. way you showed up in practice, yeah. what right. you tried to do, how you tried to be a professional, how wow. you tried, you know. So coaching is my like yeah. that's man, mm-hmm. I love it. But that's what I thought. But like I said, God definitely had different plans. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Yanni Davis. Senior was a teacher. I think what's in me, I think I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. right? I think I'm a teacher, and I tell, I tell people I identify as an organizer, yeah. organizer of people by trade, and that just, you know, I'm still coaching, I'm still teaching, mm-hmm. it just looks different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, I forgot your question. About therapy. Therapy, yeah. yes. <laughs> Not bad. So we got, no, we <laughs> I almost did too. <laughs> so, therapy for me, it allowed me, <laughs> it allowed me to say things in my head out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah that I hadn't really fully processed, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then also the other great thing about therapy, 
um, is that it introduced me to journaling. Mm. I never really kept a journal before 2015. Right. Um, and once I started journaling, I'm telling you, being able to get my feelings out on paper mm-hmm. was such a release. Like I remember sometimes when I first learned about journaling, some, I didn't realize it, but like in 2016, I was battling some really heavy anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be in class, bro. Yeah. Like while the teacher's teaching, pull out my journal at the time. It had a little lock on it, like mm-hmm. a weirdo. <laughs> Unlock it and start writing. Yeah. Because I was anxious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was something wow. really neat about like what I'm writing in here is literally between me and God. Wow. And then because my therapist at the time was he had a he had his doctorate in psychology, but then he also had his PhD mm-hmm. in theology. Mm. Wow. So Beautiful. he was like, listen, whenever you want to pick up and go to the Bible, we can. Mm. Or if you just want to keep this about you and your mental, we can. If you want to move in and out, like he gave me the freedom because sometimes mm. I did want to hear like, man, what should I be seeking God for? What you know, I did mm-hmm. want to bring my faith into it, but yeah. then there were times where I'm like, all right, I don't want to talk about God right now. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I just want to talk about this. And he was able to do that. Mm. And that, you know, like I said, for a year and a half, um, really was a was a shift to me. It, it helped me destigmatize some stuff that I had learned in my youth, mm. um, and that society tells men that they shouldn't do, and mm, you know right. what they should be, and all of that. So therapy, like I said, that I've been singing therapy's praises since 2016, and you know my life got moving really fast after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my wife, and I'm gonna say it again in this podcast, so when she hears it. My wife is going to hold me to it. Mm. All these listeners are going to hold me to it. Come right. January, I'm going to be back in therapy. Right. Mm. Um, because it's just something that I truly do believe. My cousin, uh, my cousin is Preston Perry. Um, some of your listeners might be familiar with Preston Perry, Jackie Hill Perry. Those are my cousins. What? Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't my, know that, man. Yeah, that's Blood Fam. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. We got to get her on here. Though. Oh, you gotta man. Connect. Oh, you got to connect. You're that, my hookup. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm that, holding you to Jack, it. Jackie is, Jackie is top bill, Bro. so I got to go through Preston because Jackie going to laugh at me if I slide in her DMs. We like, man. hey, cuz. That's um, awesome, though. But, man. yeah, but she's, Preston. She does some great work. Oh, yeah, she's man. legit. Yeah, yeah, she's completely anointed. Wow. Uh, but Preston and, and her, if you guys follow them, they have a, a, yeah. a sweatshirt that says Jesus in therapy. Wow. And it's like, it's so important, especially for black people of faith, mm-hmm. you know, some people of faith in general, you know, cause sometimes we think we just pray everything away. Right. Right. Not mm-hmm. so. Uh, I also don't think that's God's intention mm-hmm. uh, for us to think that way. Um, but just to be able to affirm, like you need a therapist because no different than mm-hmm. when you go to the doctor mm-hmm. for a broken knee right. or, or, or a bad foot and you trust when you go under the knife, you know, I remember folks in the church saying, God, get in the hands of the mm. of the surgeon so mm-hmm. that he, you know, does, you know, be his hands, be his eyes. Right. right. I remember right. people praying yeah. that. Why can't God be the mind and the heart wow. of the mm-hmm. person that spent years studying wow. about the mind and wow. psychology to help you in that way Man. as well? Mm. You know, so. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Remember, I said in January, I'm back in therapy. January. <laughs> Man, that makes me emotional because that's what I'm in school for. Like, mm. and it, I was just thinking about it last night being at the service and it was like, you know, to, to, to put together a service for people specifically who are hurting mm. and to, to really work to be in presence with them and hold and and just help them hold their yeah. pain with God, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's an honor. Like it truly is an honor to get down to where someone is and be like, "I'm here with you," mm-hmm. absolutely, and to hold witness to their story and God working in them. Like it. Wait, you didn't tell them God's gonna fix it? No, and send them never, on their way. Oh. Never. Oh. And <laughs> right, <laughs> and like you know, that's um to. I feel like you are in you. You talked about being in a space of the intersection of faith and. Uh, racial justice and you're you're holding this gap that not many people feel mm. like 
um, they have the ability to hold and you like, you're anointed for that. Mm. And I've, I, there's also a gap between faith and mental health because Mm. we've, we've heard that pray it away. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your depression is just like, you're not, you know, you're not praying. God's bigger than all your problems. Right. (laughs) And there's a gap there and it's necessary for someone to stand there too. So Mm. I don't know. I can't wait to see the work you're going to do because I'm gonna tell mm. you, he is the reason Mm -hmm. why it's been so hard for me to recommit to therapy Mm -hmm. because I struggled. I'm like, am I going to find that Mm -hmm. somebody that, honors the fact that I believe mm-hmm. that Jesus is who he says he right. is. Mm-hmm. But then also honors the fact that I'm like, I'm also very much so a man mm-hmm. and I might just be dealing with some earthly things. Right. 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 And I might not want to be preached at, or yeah. I might, you know, I, or here's a shocker. <laughs> I might be a little angry with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, like there was, I had to mature to the place to where it was like, you know, Christian, that's human for you to feel these emotions right. about somebody that you're in love with. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, so to have, like, who I can't wait. For mm. you to get, and, mm. and I need you to make more of you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I can feel confident that I'll find you. You know mm. what I'm saying? When I'm searching for a therapist. Because wow. that's, and they, and they need a platform for people to say, listen, you can come to me and we can, we can, we can do this. Mm. We can do this work however you want to do wow. it. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. Mm. Man. That's mm. good, man. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for her to open her practice. Man, <laughs> man I'm telling you, I, I, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like when we met, she was going through a season that I think I'm going through right now. She was kind of just like, man, like, you know, cause she came, like, yeah, she came mm-hmm. out here. Um, you know, she came, she came to Chicago to go into a doctorate program for clinical and mental health oh, psychology. You're, not, you're right? not from here. Mm-mm. No, no. Where she's from? from New York. Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She come from the East coast. Mm-hmm. A little cold. God, here, God yeah. brought her. Um, it's different cold. <laughs> it's a different kind of cold. Syracuse <laughs> gets like way more snow, but here is just like bone chill. <laughs> yeah. That's you so know, funny. I hear, so people say, I hear people say that. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, she, um, she was going through that where she was like, cause she, she left that school. And she was taking time off, so she got into your. I'm, I'm telling your story yeah, for okay. you, but but I want <laughs> to say it well. from my perspective because I remember in a car ride, like mm-hmm. she was feeling like so, and it's only God, man, because yeah. like she was feeling so like man, like I want that, I have that burning passion, I feel like I need to do something, and I don't know what it is, but she knew what it was, mm. but it took. God placing her, I believe, it, placing us in each other's life to where it's like. Hey, I know a great school that I actually went to and worked for <laughs> that has a really mm-hmm. good program mm-hmm. and you could be closer to me, but also mm-hmm. get to do what you want to do with mm-hmm. the faith perspective mm-hmm. on it. And that's so funny because I like the re- part of the reason I decided not to pursue the doctorate anymore is because I felt like where like how does this connect my faith mm-hmm. and this part so, that I know mm-hmm. both are essential. You can't have one without the other, mm-hmm. but I I don't know how, and I don't feel that it can connect here. Mm. So when he said Trinity, I was like, okay, I don't know if I should get like specifically a pastoral counseling degree Mm. or if I Mm -hmm. should just, you know, whatever. But this like Trinity provided the perfect, like Mm -hmm. mesh. Perfect balance. Yeah. And and Trinity is a great school. We Mm -hmm. both went there, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you, you, you know, I was trying to sell somebody Trinity that's went to Vanderbilt. You know what I mean? Right, right, so right, like, right, right, right. You know, she, she, from, she's yeah. like, well, is this school legit? No, right, I, right, yeah, right. he did. <laughs> Are they accredited? Yeah, right. <laughs> that was what, that was They're the first not. thing. <laughs> but, but I've never seen her so deep and, and uh, passionate mm. about 
anything else than what she's learning and what she's been able to tie that back in with the work she does with the church. Possibilities. Man. Look at, look at you. I mean, mm-hmm. tri- like I said, Trinity is <laughs> so funny because it's a tiny little school. Right. Nobody knows. Uh, right. I truly do believe that God has massive plans. For right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hearing you, hearing you being able to articulate God, making a way for you there mm-hmm. to get fulfilled academically and spiritually mm-hmm. the way that you need. Yeah. Like once again, it speaks to, I just think about how, you know, the, the song, uh, he's a good, good father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think about God has been such a good father to Trinity. Right. And I'm so ready for the institution right. to, to mm-hmm. start moving a little bit more boldly in the fact mm-hmm. that like, man, God done had us for 60 years and it's sending us students right. like her and sending us students like Julian and Crick. Like we, yeah. we're about to step a little yeah. bit more boldly into that Absolutely, call man. Uh, and, and recruit more students mm-hmm. like that and make our, 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 our presence much more, uh, impactful. So that's just praise God for, for you being able to find mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all about positioning, man. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. right. I was reading in a book that sometimes that the, the, per, the right position for you is the most obvious one that's often overlooked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for Trinity and just places like it, cause even soul city, the church that we go to, when mm-hmm. you have small, that, but mighty, right, right, <laughs> right. When you have that many people, coming out of a place with with big transformation you you have to there there's a position there that i feel like they don't see yet but that's why it's there's so much potential mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and instead of keeping up with the joneses in in life mm-hmm. like you know just us as individuals or anything like that. It's like, what is, and I asked myself now after reading that, it's like stuck because it was a marketing book mm-hmm. and I'm like, immediately I'm finding, a, I'm, I'm like looking at it. Like the Lord is speaking to me through, <laughs> through, this, through this line right here, <laughs> through a marketing book. And I'm just like, there's something here. And that's how I knew. Cause I, at that, at that time I was, uh, and this was very recently, mm-hmm. I was in a point where like, how do I know? Like, how do me and, and the spirit speak to each other. Like Mm. what's our language? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like I hear God, but like, I was really like, man, like, but how, like, Mm -hmm. how do I hear you? Like, Mm -hmm. how can I, how can I get in a place where I hear you like this all the time? You know Mm. what I mean? And, and I believe it's like through that reading where I was reading that line, like, you know, position, the best position is the one that's obvious and often overlooked. And I start thinking about myself too, as a person, like, what am I overlooking mm. that is obvious mm. in this life? So that's something I'm working through, but mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's man with that. And it, and that's that thing. It just keeps tugging yeah, at me yeah. where I'm like, this is God, but I got to find, I got to, I got to dig into this mm-hmm. and yeah, just places like that, like, you know, just the, just the school, like, man, I went in there on a second chance, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I went in there uh, probably with, I, I, I should have been a junior. I transferred in as a sophomore already. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm got something against me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to be there. My dad, <laughs> my dad kept telling me to go check mm-hmm. this school out. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be there. Tried it out for a semester. Mm-hmm. And this is a story I use with the students I recruit as I say, and I had friends that forced themselves on me, you know, Karen, <laughs> Karen Jones, Michaela Wood, yeah. you know, uh, uh Noel, um, you know, Noel, <laughs> me first met mm-hmm. on, on the stair steps in the admissions building, talking about how we were going to run the school when we, <laughs> when we, when we get these positions. Cause we, I wasn't even president. We weren't president of anything yet. Right. I think we were in multicultural club uh-huh. and we were, man, just to see how God has worked full circle, Come on, but like, I didn't even want to be at this place. Oh, I thought that's right. And 
it's become such a big part of my mm-hmm. life to mm-hmm. where I care so much mm-hmm. about it to where it's like, yeah, I'm telling, telling my future mm-hmm. wife, yeah. Hey, check like, this place out. Like, you know, bro. other people. And it's just amazing to see what God does. And I feel like that's where the potential is. That's where the mm-hmm. positioning is, is the stories. I'm, well, and that's, mm-hmm. I, I'm confident that the place will get better at it, but I can yeah. relate. Like you, like you said, you recruited your fu- future wife. Right. I recruited my blood brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? I got a chance to coach yeah, my brother. Right. He, got, he has <laughs> a Trinity right. degree, right? Yeah. My Blood brother. That's amazing, man. But, but it's because there's something, there's something that God, oh gosh, we're not going to make this podcast. <laughs> but there, there's something that God is trying to do. And I do believe that God has, at least in me, the way he speaks mm-hmm. to me, I think God appreciates like systems, mm-hmm. right? He's not mm-hmm. bound to them. Right. He's not bound to institutions. Right. He's not bound to systems. But I think he does appreciate, you know, vehicles right. in which to get things right. done. Yeah. And when I see Trinity... 30 minutes away, mm-hmm. the third largest city in the country, mm-hmm. one of the largest concentrations of black folks, one of the largest concentrations of poverty and inequality. Right. And I look at these students, mm-hmm. and you got some that are coming from that environment, but some that are coming from privilege, right. all with the common thread that we all supposed Man. to be learning about Jesus. Yeah. Why? Are, all right. I, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like what? This like, is for the bonus material. That's, that's 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 a recipe for God to I'm go crazy. You, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, that is the positioning right there, man. It ain't word of mouth marketing; it's word of mouth ministry, man. And and if if, oh, if like they that. can, word of yeah, mouth I'm ministry. telling you, man. If you can hit that right there, and and we don't need to. And I'm not just talking about Trinity, but I use it as an example. Well, even the church, it's, it's common. Right. Even the church, yeah. you don't got to keep up with the. The elevations mm-hmm, or, or mm-hmm. you know, the, the biggest churches out there or the UICs mm-hmm, or, you know, mm-hmm. the Loyola's like, yep. what is our, what, what, what are do? we, what is so obvious mm-hmm. right here? We're in the Southwest suburbs, but we serve the city, mm-hmm. we serve the South side of Chicago as well. We're right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like that, that's the perfect opportunity We're for in this it to blow small up. 80, north of 80% community. That's Man. 80% white. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We have a diverse we don't have, unfortunately, we don't have as a diverse faculty and staff, but we have a diverse yeah. student body. Right, mm-hmm. but it's getting there. How are we? Teaching. Oh yeah, it's getting there. It's getting <laughs> there. Who else teaching? Right, yeah, it's You're getting, gonna be it's teaching getting, next. Oh man, come it's, on, it's getting there. But like, <laughs> as we as we do this, like how how do we see? You're saying what you know? Do what's obvious. Like I tell mm. people, I had a degree in political science right. and wasn't pursuing right political right. science. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like God. I, what I what I think God does strategically, which is why, like I said, I think He likes systems. Mm. Is He puts in us what we will need for the journey, mm. right? Man. So you know, as even you, as you're in this season of transition and and, and finding and and knowing, mm. right? You know, the, the word tells us, you know, seek and what right. you'll, you'll find. find. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you know, He He that knocks. Yeah. Like so so I use I use this terminology with my friends all the time. Our job is just to keep knocking, right, mm-hmm. and to keep seeking, right. You know what I'm saying we're gonna look into a you know dead end corner sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> as long as we keep seeking and we keep knocking, when we get to the door that we're supposed to get to, that's when God goes crazy. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying. As long as we stay faithful. Wow. You know what's 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 uh Winston Churchill, uh the the man is the man is it Winston Churchill? Let me not say that it might not be him, <laughs> but uh. The man, the man is the man who is a success is the man that moves from failure to failure mm. without losing any enthusiasm. Wow. Mm. Wow. All right, so just moving from all right, this ain't it. You know, there's a fun story if you're bored. Google the, the story of how KFC came to be mm. and how many things that the original Colonel Sanders had to go through to get wow. his in his 60s, I believe. Wow. So yeah, mm. so that's uh, guys up to something. Mm. Established that we've given yeah. Trinity way too much airtime. <laughs> 
Uh, well, let's take it back. Let's take it back to you, and, and we'll we'll end on this. Is what? Uh, and we want to have you back on, dude. I could talk to you oh, all day. Sure. Man, I, I, I didn't realize this. it this was already fun. over an hour, but <laughs> oh no, you'll have to you'll have to edit. It's okay. No, no, we're good. <laughs> we're gonna keep it all, but. <laughs> But man, no, I appreciate you being here and and sharing mm. your heart yeah, and like so much. when you when you speak, man, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And and I just pray that the people that are hearing this uh, are doing the same thing and they're taking bits and pieces, if not the whole thing. So usually, that's the question we ask if, mm-hmm. if for anybody that's listening yeah. and can relate to uh, bits and pieces or the whole thing. Yeah, what is uh what's that last word of affirmation or words of affirmation that you would give them? Mm. I would say. Uh, Cause this is, yeah, this is going to air. I'm assuming sometime in December or January we're heading. It's coming out in two days. Oh wow. Oh wow. (laughs) I'm going to need that picture for the uh, Instagram. Oh man. (laughs) Um, So what I would say is I shared this, I shared this song with my family this week. um, And it's golly, is it Jonathan Nelson? Uh, Expect the great. Mm. And what I would say is, you know, 2021, we don't know what's, what's, what it's going to hold, but, if we can begin slowly but surely, and I'm talking baby steps, mm. right? I started this thing, opening my eyes in the morning, just saying thank you. Mm. If that's where you start, if you can find a way to reflect, get a little bit of gratitude into your day as we move into what will be a new year, which, which I believe will provide the opportunity to come back to some sense of, I'm doing air quotes, you guys can't see normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's some things that have been illuminated that we don't want to go back right. to normal, right. Right? right? But there's there's the hugging and the being able to gather that we do wish to return. But when those things return, if, you, if you've allowed this moment to pass and you haven't gotten to yourself a little bit closer right. than you could have, mm-hmm. you know, that's the opportunity that I don't want listeners to miss, especially as we head into the holidays. There's going to be some downtime. There's going to be some hard situations with family. Gratitude is such a gift that God has given us the ability to remember with our minds, mm-hmm. right? If you have the activity of your lens and you can write in a journal, mm-hmm. right? And you can begin to chronicle all the things that you have to be grateful for. Cause I'm telling you, there are folks that would look at your lot while you're looking at yours and bemoaning it and being frustrated. Mm-hmm. There are folks that would look at your lot and be like, Oh yeah, we can swap. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? Yeah, wow. So it, 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 if your listeners could take anything, it's, it's please, Take a moment, even if it's just socks. I do this silly thing called a, a, a clothes inventory mm. where I count how many T-shirts I have, mm-hmm. how many socks I got. How many, and I'm just like, wow, I got all these socks. And You know what I'm saying? It sounds <laughs> right. silly, but it's, but it's just like that. What, what comes from that is just this true sense of appreciation. That God is keeping you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's wow. all working together for your good. Wow. Right? If you, if you, if, man, if you made it to the end of 2020 and right. you still don't believe it's all working together for your good, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but it is back to 2019. Right. I'm telling you, it's all like, it's all working together for your good. Just, just keep, just keep on keeping on. Wow. Grind greatly. Right. 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 (laughs) Tagline. Right. That's the tagline. That's the tagline. You know what? We'll come back. This, this, if you guys can fit me and that'll be a good one. Yeah. We'll come back when we do the relaunch because Grand Grid is in the the midst of a a rebrand right now. Mm. Um, Got the phenomenal Karen Spears. That's another plug. I like plugging my friends and like the audience. Karen Spears, a character. uh, She's a phenomenal uh, designer and just brand thinker. Mm. Um, Done a lot of good work. But yeah, she's working on a rebrand and we do it. I'm like, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not inviting myself back. No, but like, you, hey, you don't need an <laughs> you're invite. Back. You let us you let us know when you're ready and we'll do it. For sure. Yeah. We're gonna get there.